and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Thursday, July the 20th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is uh, Hour 2 of Episode 900 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Jason Bryant, sales executive to the stars. Uh, dude, you're going to have to see. Uh, the, the, I don't know if you know or not, but the uh, the Free Press has an article uh, coming out on me uh, for winning the uh, Small Business of the Year and for the 900th episode. And I, I, I actually got a little sneak peek of it. They sent it to me, dude. And uh, uh, there's a lot of nice things said in there about a guy named Jason Bryant, dude. Well, really, I'd like to see that because yeah. I don't even know how I, I would read that. I guess I'll have to buy a paper. <laughs> you will, or uh, just go to Kinston.com. I think they give you five free articles uh, a month, so you you can use one of your five free articles a month to uh, see that. But yeah, dude, uh, I, I I say it all the time, and I absolutely mean it, dude. And I say it in that article that'll be, I believe, it's going to be printed today or tomorrow, is what I was told. <coughs> but dude. Brian Hanks show does not exist. We are not 900 shows deep into this thing. It doesn't even start if not for Jason Bryant, dude. And I, I, I try to tell you this every time I get all, uh, you know, uh, all touchy feely and wanting to hug you and stuff, <laughs> but, <laughs> but dude, I mean it, man, this doesn't happen without you. And I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate what you do for this show, dude. And what you did for it to even get it started. Well, I appreciate it. And like we talk about privately often brian i mean me and you talk on a regular basis but it's um you know it started in the parking lot at the woodman center we were there for something i don't remember what we were there for maybe it was reggie's draft night maybe does that make oh, sense it, it could was it that, that long ago whenever we no, first no, no. It, you're right though we were in the parking lot and i remember you talking to me about it but it couldn't have maybe it was no it couldn't have been yeah because that was 2013 dude yeah but so maybe I'm off, but it started with just a conversation and you were still with the free press and, you know, I, I had just gotten into radio and I was a heavy sports, um, guy and talk sports talk listener at the time. And, you know, I mean, to be selfish, I had, a, I wanted to do that honestly, and it just didn't work out. I got on this side of it and then, um, you know, with Tony and everything we were doing in high school football, I was like, let's do that. And we went with it, and 900 episodes is unbelievable. <laughs> but, Who would have thought? Dude, if I had said, be honest with me here, because I'll tell you what my honest answer is. If you'd have said, Brian, uh, what's the over-under on amount of uh, episodes you'll do as a Brian Hanks show? I would have probably said 250. You know, I don't know if I'd have made it through that first year because I figured I would have said something stupid or done something. <laughs> and then, Dude, 900, what was, what was your over-under, dude? I don't even know that I had one. I felt I, I really felt good about it and and that we could pull it off. I really did. Dude, but, you've always had more mean, faith in me than I've had myself. And I mean that. <laughs> that well, that's not a that's not a line or a riff. I mean it, dude. You have since the jump. You've had more faith in me than I've had myself, and I appreciate it. Hey, dude, we were here for a good time, not a long time. We got Brian North coming up here in a few minutes uh, to celebrate our 900 and just talk about a bunch of stuff, but I had to get. I know you're a huge Chris Edwards fan, man, and the news that came out uh, in our first hour that 
East Carolina University has hired Chris Edwards as the new voice of the Pirates. He'll be uh, doing all of the uh, football games, all of the basketball game, men's basketball games. He'll be uh, doing a weekly show and all that. I, I know you have, like myself, you have a genuine affection for one of the good guys in the business and Chris Edwards. Just wanted your thoughts on it. I was a little shocked, honestly, because I know how much Chris loves Duke. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a Duke guy. And, you know, at the end of the day, so am I. But um, Chris is one of the best. I mean, that that's a, that's a hell of a hire for, for the ECU Sports Network to get him. And, you know, he's not going to go anywhere. He's going to pour his heart and soul into that. And that's just – I mean, I was shocked when I got up and saw it this morning. But I'm super excited for him. I can't – I mean, ECU's really hit a home run with this one. I'm telling you, dude. And uh, But bear in mind, yes, he, he bled Duke Blue, as we both know, but he's also an ECU grad, dude. I mean, uh, he grew up as an ECU sports fan and ended up going to school there, got his bachelor's from ECU. So, I mean, it, it comes honestly, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm with you. Yes, he has been the voice of uh, Duke baseball and women's basketball and men's soccer and all that, but – uh, I think it's a, and I got, you know what? I know him well enough. I've known him since 2007 when we credentialed him up at the holiday invitational and just stayed in touch with him ever since then. Dude, he's always had this in the back of his head that, you know, he would love to come back to Greenville or go to Greenville. And, and I hate the circumstances that it's under, you know, with us losing Jeff Charles like we did back in basketball season. But I, in my opinion, and I don't think they could have hired anybody better, dude. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I, I mean, it's a home run hire. I mean, they could have, they could have gotten any anyone else, anyone else. But I think this fits. I think the person that Chris is. I mean, he's going one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. In in into this thing, and I can't wait to uh, to listen to him and talk to him. Well, hey, how about this? Uh, you know, we're all, <clears throat> as I've said several times, and you're probably here tired of hearing it too, Jason. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be off for 17 days. We're not back until Monday, August the seventh. Guess who our big interview is on that Monday, August the seventh? Chris Edwards. That's right, Chris Edwards from the uh, Pirate Radio Network uh, will be joining us uh, live on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line, and uh, then the day after that, we're going to have uh, Jackson Massey on to talk about uh, his new job. Which uh, lots of rumors floating around out there, but we'll he'll announce it formally on the show. Uh, and then, dude, we're all we're going to be doing in those two weeks get, is getting ready for a uh, high school football season, which begins on August 18th. The Kent's Lenore County Sports Hall of Fame, which is on uh, August the 19th. Your father-in-law is going to be inducted into that, too. Dude, I'm telling you, man, when we get back, it's just going to be uh, it's just going to be crazy, isn't it? Yeah, first of all, who approved 17-day vacation? I got to find that guy and see who approved that. Uh, and uh, you approved it though, dude. <laughs> I know I'm kidding. <laughs> and um, so also, um, dang, I lost my train of thought. I got it. <laughs> um, since since you have neglected me to sit down and talk <laughs> high school high school football schedule, I'll just go ahead and make that. Okay. And then any complaints, uh, we'll email them to Brian. H- complaints at brianhanks.com okay i love it i love it dude no, I'm gonna, i can't can i i gotta tell you i'm gonna lobby for the first week which is the only i gotta admit dude it's the only week i've looked at so far 
North Lenore at Green Central. North Lenore with a brand new football coach. Green Central uh, coming off one of their best seasons that uh, they've had in history. Very historic season last year. I just think I, I think Green Central will be a pretty easy game for them probably. But dude, I just think, dude, I haven't. I have not confirmed anything with Jay. I haven't had the conversation, but that's definitely on there, and that's probably going to happen. I mean, that's what I want to do to it. Uh, dude, well, very after, good. At, after that, it's wide open. So <laughs> we're going – the promise that we make is we will uh, be at every school. Still got to talk to the guys over at Bethel, but we'll be at every school. Every school in the county will get a Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week, and we will, um, you know, go from there. Yeah. So we'll do the best we can to accommodate everybody some years. It's different than others, and schools get more play than um, other schools do, but it, it usually all works out in the end. And, you know, Brian, we really haven't had any complaints so far. We so have must not, be doing dude. something right. No, you're absolutely right, dude, and it's because of the hard work you've put into this and selling all those doggone ads that you sell, dude. And I, just I appreciate you, man. I mean, we, we don't – again, that doesn't happen. This show doesn't happen if we don't have a son of a gun like Jason Bryan out there working as hard as he does, man. I, I appreciate yeah. you. And uh, if people want to be a part of it, and they want to, it's going to be myself, uh, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, Paul Whittington on the sideline, you're going to be a part of it too. Uh, yep. How can they do that if they want to be a part of the Friday Night Football? I'm, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can email me at jbryant at dbcradio.com or send me a message on Facebook or reach out to you. You can reach out to Paul. You can reach out to Coach Smith, anybody. Um, I'll talk to anybody. we got something for every business, no matter how big or small, if you want to be a part of and helping cover uh, sports in Lenore County and support us, then then we'll definitely do that. But there's also the return of investment on your business. People are loyal to your show and this radio station and, and, and the mission that we're doing. So people will visit your business. They will do business with you. Um, that's the message, and we'll keep on with it. And I'm, Brian, I know we're up against it, so I'm going to cut you short. But, you know, Chris Hatcher with Elite uh, Land Management, I know you've talked about it a little bit. Yep, but yep. He, uh, <laughs> He wants to do a uh, giveaway for the month of August. So uh, we'll be giving away some Panthers gear, uh, courtesy of Chris Hatcher and Elite Land Management, um, the month of August. And then hopefully when you get back from vacation, um, I'll have an announcement on some exciting (laughs) stuff that we're going to do on the bull beginning um, in, in the middle of August. So if you consume... On the AM, uh, that's fantastic. If you listen on the stream, that's fantastic. But we really want people to download the app so you can listen anywhere because we're doing things. We're going to do. We're going to shake some things up and do some big things on the bull in the fall, going into college football, NFL, and so and further down the line. So it's li- going to be really and, cool. And listen, this is not hyperbolic. This is not conjecture. When Jason says that, we're talking some earth-shattering things, sincerely, that is going to happen that I am beyond excited about, dude. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I'm just – I'm beyond excited. I mean, the direction yeah, we that are. you have taken this station, Jason, is just amazing. And, I, dude, I'm I'm giddy. That's all I have to say. Hey, like Forrest Gump said, Jason, that's all I have to say about that. 
yeah, we got a lot of hard work ahead of us, and but that's the challenge. Um, but uh, you're not doing anything in in life and in general if you're not pushing the envelope a little bit. So we're going we're going to push it. We're going to try to take uh, the bull to the next level and do something uh, a landmark decision that we're making, and we're going we're going to go with it. And I think it'll be well received. And uh, we're going to continue covering live sports here. We're going to continue with your show, hopefully another 900 episodes. Um, and, yeah, so we're super excited. But we got to get our nose to the grind and get the work done because uh, I want to make this thing happen in August. Absolutely, dude. Listen, Jason, again, thank you for everything, dude. I am so grateful to have you in my life. I hope you know that, dude. Hey, I'm gonna be yes, at, I'm gonna be at the Mariners Blue or the Blue Jays at Mariners game tomorrow night. Can I pick Connor up something over there? Where are you where are you in Toronto? No, I'm gonna be in Seattle. Oh, you go that's right, Seattle. Yeah, Blue Jays Seattle. at Mariners game tomorrow night. Can I can I grab him something? Yes. Okay, forget you pick. Hey, I, good, you good, good, good. We'll do that then. Hey, listen, Jason, thank you again. Thank you. Dude, I could not do the 900 show without having you on here. My last show for 17 days. <laughs> hey, I'll see you when we get back in August, okay? Yeah, and, and just remind everybody, they, you know, there's great CBS sports programming on. Even if you're not, it won't be as good as the Brian Hank show in the mornings and in the afternoons, but you can still pick it up. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you when you get back. Safe travels. Thank you so much. That's Jason Bryant, the sales executive to the stars here on uh, 960 The Boy WRNS. So uh, very excited about that. Hey, let's get Brian North up here on the line with us uh, as we are continuing our 900th episode here on The Brian Hanks Show. And uh, a guy that's been with us for, uh, since uh, the very beginning. Hey, let me tell you, though, he will, uh, he is our big interview. UNC Lenore Healthcare is the exclusive Sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. We've saved the best for last here, live from upstate New York. It's our good <laughs> friend Brian North who's out there. I guess you're you're tending to the farm right now, right? Doing some work around the farm, yeah. Trying to help out my mom and uh, clean up and battle Mother Nature. Mother Nature Always win, but we can at least put up a little fight here in the short term while we're on this earth. So that's all I'm doing is just trying to battle it back for a little while to, uh, to help out moms and uh, get a little physical therapy myself. <laughs> there you go. And I know you look forward to this every year. But, hey, this is Brian North from News Channel 12, Fox Eastern Carolina, just uh, – one of the one of the best good guys out there in the world. And again, dude, you were on our very first show back on December 2nd, 2019. You've been on our one-year anniversary, our two-year anniversary, our three-year anniversary, our debut of the two-hour show. You were on the 750th episode. You're on our 900th episode, dude. We don't have now, – now, I'm not as you know fancy as Mark Panicelli and have you on all the time. We save you for the, the historic events, dude. Well, I appreciate that. Um, 
milestones are uh, kind of a cool thing to be a part of, so I'll take it. Well, dude, we are very thankful for you and for everything that you do and just for your friendship and everything, dude. Uh, man, I, I, this little, not little, but this vacation that you're on, we got to tell people, I got to say, the only thing I miss about this is I used to collect plastic bottles for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you remember those days? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you would come by and we would fill up uh, whatever vehicle you were driving at that time. We, it was almost like a a, a Kramer thing, uh, you know, a Kramer. Yeah. And uh, George, well, it wasn't George Costanza. It was Kramer and Newman, you know, getting Newman, the bottles. Yeah. Tell everybody about That was fun, man. I miss that, dude. You know, I collect these yeah, bottles. I still do, but I, now I just put them in recycling. Yeah, technically, it's probably illegal. So if anybody from New York State is listening, I'm just making this story up. Yeah, but, for, uh, for, for entertainment purposes only. A friend of mine, a friend of mine would uh, get bottles with the New York deposits on them in order to um, counteract all the tolls that you get incurred on the, on the trip to and from New York. Uh, they would uh, take these bottles and then take them across New York lines and, and get a little deposit money back for them. Now, uh, just like on Seinfeld, the math does not add up, right? <laughs> no. All the gas you pay and everything else. But if you're going anyways, I mean, you know, you got a couple extra bottles. It's, you know, a nickel here, a nickel there. It doesn't hurt. Dude, it, it, that was so much fun. I miss doing that. Or, I mean, uh, our mutual friend misses doing that. that that's the best yes, way to do it. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Got it. We've got so much to talk about. We've got just limited time, dude. I went long with uh, both Paul and with Jason, but I have – you. I want you to talk about this story that you've been working on now for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, <laughs> this is awesome, man. The DB Cooper yeah. thing. I've listened to like here. You, you don't even know this. I don't think, but I've listened to like three different podcasts about this. I am fascinated yeah. by this story by yeah. DB Cooper. And you have been, you've put in a lot of legwork on this. Tell us a little bit about this project that you're working on. So this are I like you, I've probably heard of DB Cooper since I was a kid, right? The only unsolved, Air piracy, where a, a guy uh, hijacked a plane, held him for ransom. They actually paid him the money, and then when he was fly, they were flying him to another destination. He jumped out of the plane with the money and was never seen or heard from again. Right? Yeah. It's a great, fascinating story. But then, lo and behold, like everything that seems to exist in this world, there was a connection to Eastern North Carolina. I didn't know about. Until a guy named Jerry Avery. If you don't know Jerry Avery, you got to get to know Jerry. Jer Jerry's a Cove City guy who's a, a real big Pepsi aficionado, especially the early days. He's come up with research and history about things that no one knew about with Caleb Bradham. And so Jerry's just an interesting guy. But years ago, he went and bought all the hard copy um, Sun Journal papers from all the way back in the 1880s. Back before they were converted to microfilm, they were put in these big binders, uh, every, uh, uh, a master of every copy. Well, once they went to microfilm, he, uh, they, they didn't have any use for them, and they sold them, and Jerry bought them. So Jerry goes through, and he, he does research and puts stuff on the Internet every now and then. But one day I saw one of his posts. He said, yeah, one of our famous guys, D.B. Cooper from Cove City. And I was like, what the what? <laughs> so... I got looking into it. Yeah, Richard Floyd McCoy, who, born in Kinston, moved all around, only went to school at, at Cove City uh, Junior High, I think, maybe elementary, but he never went to school in the area. His dad was a World War II veteran who um, 
moved around teaching different places. He actually graduated from Broughton High School, but he always considered Cove City home. That was always his home base. The homestead is what they called it. Well, he enlisted in the Army. He served two or three tours in Nam, three Purple Hearts, highly decorated uh, Army uh, veteran, was also a Mormon. So he went to BYU to actually get a degree in law enforcement. There's all sorts of ironies here. So he's in <laughs> law enforcement. It. And so, well, he's going to school. He's married. They have two kids. Uh, depending on who you talk to, probably a henpecked husband. The wife was always complaining they never had any money. He was going to school on this GI Bill, which only paid about $300 a month. He was working his tail off whenever he could just to try and make uh, money for his family. Well, at some point, while he was trying to get his degree in law enforcement, the effects of Vietnam and Agent Orange and some of those things were causing some physical abilities where they said, there's no way you'll ever be a police officer. And he was devastated with this news. So he didn't know what he was going to do next. So as most people do who are law-abiding citizens, he was a Sunday school teacher, for God's sake, in, in, uh, in Utah. And so all his family still lived in Coast City. But apparently he came up with this scheme that if he couldn't be what he wanted to be, he was going to get his money and get his um, just due from serving our country. And so he came up with this elaborate scheme to hijack a plane, hold up a ransom, and jump out. He was an accomplished uh, parachutist. Um, the guy was brilliant. Uh, I mean, when you look at it and talk to everybody, he was a brilliant man. So he allegedly does this D.B. Cooper thing. Now, it's never been proven. That's the whole weird thing about it. But allegedly, from all accounts, he jumps, gets out, loses a lot of the money, what money he does have, they go to Vegas, they walk in one end of a casino, give some chips, and walk out the other with different money. So as the, the money couldn't be traced. So he basically laundered the money at a casino, whatever he had left. We do know he booked, again, this is a guy who was dirt poor, booked a, a, a first-class uh, trip for his family that Christmas. This happened in Thanksgiving. He flies all his family back to North Carolina for Christmas uh, in first-class seats. And then... A few months later, during spring break, this is the funny part about it. He only committed his crimes during breaks from college while he was still <laughs> taking classes. This is how good of a guy he supposedly was who did his thing. So then he, because he lost all that money, he refined his technique, and then he goes and he hijacks another plane, similar style. But this one he decides, why am I going to go land in Oregon when I can land right near my home? So he, may, he orders the plane, all the, the same exact thing, hand-typed notes, um, disguise, but he kept saying the same things, including uh, no funny business. And it's funny because I was talking with his, his son the other day, and he actually said that without prompting. He goes, yeah, well, I don't want any funny business. So, <laughs> but no funny business. So he finds they're flying over Utah, and he jumps out of the plane over Utah literally a half hour from his home. He has a half a million dollars on this jump. He lands. He gets a ride to a little diner uh, where he also pays somebody to take him near his home and they drop him off. So he spent of that half million dollars, he spent like $22 on some food, uh, a phone call and tipping somebody for a ride. Days later, <laughs> it's such a weird thing. So he was taking these classes and the story goes that one of the guys he was taking a class with, they were supposed to come up with the ultimate crime. And this is what, Richard Floyd McCoy did, and he told his buddy about it, that he came up with his ultimate crime. but didn't say he did it. Well, his buddy claims as soon as he saw it on the news, he knew it was, and he, and he ratted out his friend. The family story is that this dude was uh, having some pillow talk with his sister-in-law, and uh, <laughs> oh. she told him all about it, and he, and he ratted her out. Uh, 
trying to get some reward money. But anyways, the police show up. They find uh, the parachute. They find the half million dollars minus the 22. So every dollar he made it down with from the sky. While they were searching his home, at this time, he was actually serving in the National Guard (laughs) Reserve, kind of like Paul does. He was actually flying a helicopter looking for himself. The National Guard was out doing reconnaissance <laughs> trying to find this guy who jumped out of the plane. So Richard Boyd McCoy Jr. was looking for himself while they were searching his home, and then he got busted. So he gets convicted for this air piracy, which they proved in court. So the story doesn't end there. He's in prison in Pennsylvania. He's in there two years. He is a brilliant guy. He figures out, he gets three other dudes in the prison, and they figure out a way to escape. And they escape in August of 1974 and so they steal a garbage truck out of the prison ram the gate get away get down the road find some old people tie them up steal their car and drive down to freaking cove city north carolina well in cove city they go down to Powellsville and rob a bank because they need money <laughs> so they rob the bank they stole a guy's car named named jim he had a bar called diamond jims they stole his car to use and then they had another getaway car so they get away. They're back out in Cove City dividing up the money when the police show up and the search ensues. They catch two of the guys there, but Richard Floyd McCoy and another guy get away using the knowledge he has of the Cove City area and all the fields that they have. They get away. So four or five months later, the FBI guy I talked to who had surveillance on this, follows his wife to Greenville one day, sees her use a payphone. As soon as she gets out, he jumps on the payphone. They trace it. They find out that Richard Floyd McCoy is in Virginia Beach. So they alert the FBI up there. FBI does surveillance. They track him to his home. They shoot and kill him, which is a whole other controversy. So Richard Boyd McCoy shot and dead in, I think, November of 1974. But the conspiracy theory is the government never wanted to give Richard Boyd McCoy the credit because they were so embarrassed by the D.B. Cooper thing. They've not solved it, even though every shred of evidence I've ever seen points to him. And I can't find anybody who can give me a reason it was not Richard Boyd McCoy. So. It's a fascinating story. I've talked with the state trooper, Johnny Searles, who's a huge expert on it. You can find I put his 45-minute PowerPoint presentation on YouTube. You can find it where he is more than convincing and has some great nuggets, including the reason he used D.B. Cooper, which wasn't the name. It was actually Dan Cooper on the ticket. But the media messed it up, and so it's become D.B. Cooper. But it was Dan Cooper on the ticket. He was told somebody that he used the name Dan Cooper because it was a guy he served in the Army with that he hated and he was hoping maybe they'd go looking for him and, and make his life miserable. Uh, so there's all these little nuggets about this story that go on and on. But I've talked with Richard Floyd McCoy III. I just stopped by his house the other day, and he dropped this bomb on it. He said they just found the parachutes. Wow. Now, the parachute used in the Utah jump, the FBI had. But once they convicted him, and after a certain time, limitation of time, they returned it to the owner, the owner returned it to him. But according to Richard Floyd McCoy III, there's this guy named Dan Greider. So you talked about podcasts you're listening to. Dan Greider has done all this stuff on YouTube and has really done more extensive searching than anybody. And Dan is not always the most popular guy, and Dan walks a really gray line when he does stuff. But apparently Dan was in the Cope City homestead, and the guy that is renting from Richard Floyd McCoy III, there was this, house, this little pack house out back, and Dan Greider was there and said to this guy, Paul, hey, do you mind if we go? Do you know of any military stuff that's around that could have been Richard Floyd McCoy's? Can we check it out? The guy says, yeah, I think there's some stuff in this pack house. They never asked Richard Floyd McCoy the third permission, but they go into this pack house, and way in the back, they found a parachute. And they believe this is the parachute they used 
he used in the D.B. Cooper jump. Now they're trying to figure out if they can prove that. All the specs are the same. Now they're trying to find out if there's any evidence on that parachute that could actually indicate that that was his. But apparently when, when Richard Floyd McCoy flew his family first class in Christmas back, uh, back to Cove City, he brought the D.B. Cooper parachute and stored it in a pack house in Cove City, North Carolina, and it's been there all this time. One of the big smoking guns in the case has been there this whole time. Now, has to be proven, but that was the, the big reveal that uh, the son told me when I stopped by his house on my way up to New York. Well, dude, I cannot wait for you. How how far out are we from? I know you're on vacation this week. Uh, how long <laughs> yeah. is it going to be before you get all this put together and, and get this story it, out there? Because I think it's going to be a national story. This is not just going to well, be a, a regional story. I think it's going to be a national story, North. Well, the one thing you want to do is, and I've always tried to make this an Eastern North Carolina story, right, is, is how I've kind of approached it. I've interviewed the trooper and the FBI guy and Richard Floyd McCoy III and all those things. And I've always wanted it to be an ENT angle different from what everybody else has done. But if the FBI, if you can get the FBI involved and they can sign some kind of evidence, yes, that would be a huge breaker on the deal. The other thing I've got people looking into is Army records to see if there was a Dan Cooper whoever um, served uh, that you can find in any muster roll anywhere, which is, you know, needle in a haystack yeah. stack stuff. But I've got some pretty good people who are researching that. So if we can find those two things, you know, my bosses, we've talked about it. This is not. I mean, how long did it take me to tell that story? Like five minutes? And in TV news, that's not an easy thing to do. You know, they want you to tell things in a minute and a half. Yeah. So we've talked about making this a podcast or, or you know, it would be a, some kind of extra special that you would do. Um, but we've got to get a few more ducks in a row. And the thing is, there's no timeliness on it unless the evidence proves to be a, a case breaker. So we'll look into that. But there's no real timeline on what's going to happen. Football season will slow me down. I've got these interviews that are done. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, when you have time to put something elaborate like that together, because it is a lot to work. But in the meantime, you know, I want to work the social media angle and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's one of many stories I'm working on, but first of all, do you have any questions or is there anything I can answer uh, for you on this whole D.B. Cooper thing being from Craven County, North Carolina? There's not because I got to tell you, you pretty much described everything in depth very, very, very well. And I hate to do this, dude. We're up against the clock. Uh, like yeah, I said here, but, course. but dude, I cannot wait to, I can't wait to see this story come out. Uh, please come yeah. back on with me again. It doesn't have to be just a, a special edition like the 900th episode today. When this is getting ready to break, dude, I'd really like it. Dude, I can't wait for football Friday nights, which is four weeks yeah. from tomorrow, dude. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And I've got like five stories I'm trying to wrap up before football season starts because when football starts, it's all over. But uh, I've got some other ones that I'll talk about with you sometime, too, that are fascinating as well. With, I'm telling you, man, everything ties to Eastern North Carolina in some kind of weird way. It really does. Brian North, love you, buddy, man. Have a great vacation. I'll talk to you when we get back, Thanks, okay? Man. All right, sounds good there, D.B. Cooper, Jr. <laughs> I see you. In fact, we're flying hey, to Seattle. Hey, we're flying to Seattle tomorrow morning. How about that? We're going to the Pacific Northwest. Have you ever I, – I feel like you're this guy. Are you the guy that pees off the deck of the cruise when you're in – and, and, and are you, have you ever done it in the Pacific Ocean, and are you going to do it in the Pacific wait, Ocean? Wait till we get back. Wait, and it, it's the Pacific. <laughs> but wait till we get back. Hey, North, have a great vacation, my friend. You do, brother. Talk to you later. <laughs> That's Brian North, News Channel 12. Let's get John and Jonathan in here and wrap up the 900th episode of The Brian Hanks Show. Today is Thursday, July the 20th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. John Dawson, Jonathan Massey. This is my final day of work 
for a long, long time. <laughs> I'll be back on August the 7th. We've cut uh, promos to remind people, but I guarantee you, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, I'm going to be on a cruise ship in Alaska next week, and somebody's going to send me a message and say, hey, are you doing a show today? Watch. Mm -hmm. Probably one of you two to tell you the truth. <laughs> no? Jonathan. I'm just going to say, hey, we're doing the show today. Wait, what? Mm. There's been negotiations. Wait, what? Closed door meetings, huh? et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't seem fair. Doesn't seem fair you're leaving for two and a half weeks, but here we are. <laughs> Indeed, here we are. It's the last birthday game of the month. It's the last moments of the Brian Hanks show for the month of July until we get back on August the 7th. John Dawson, are you going to miss me? I miss you already, Brian. Can I give you a hug? Not on your life. Jonathan? Yeah, Brian? Can I give you a hug? Not on his life. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Jonathan, can I give John a hug? Oh, that's what I should. Jonathan, may I give John a hug? All you want, bro. All right. Come here, big boy. What are you guys going to do? I, obviously, we've talked about it a lot, and I'm going to, you know, we're mm. going to Seattle and Wenatchee, Washington, and we're going to go stand in a bread line until you get back. <laughs> and then we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to go on a cruise for uh, for seven days to Alaska. Then we're going to Tucson, Arizona for four days. It's like you're following the dead around. We're going to be in Cleveland. Then we're going to Chicago. What, what was well, what your, you your man, gonna... Howard Dean? Oh, yeah. So do it. Yeah, give us the Howard I can't Dean. remember where all the Just places are. Just make something up. Yeah. We're going to Tampa, and we're going to Dallas, and we're going to Montana, and we're going to Vermont, and we're going to Tokyo, and Sydney, and Paris, and South Africa, beyond! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was pretty good. No joke. I love, right the, over there? I love the commitment. I'm out of breath. <laughs> Tell him. He was standing up. And he was getting ready to stick his hand up in the ceiling fan. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was... Uh... That, that was, was unrelated. Oh. Give us a yeah, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, I, I don't even know. How do you follow that, John Dawson? I think we should just shut it down. I think we should. Uh, well, good. We'll see you next uh, next month, folks. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you next What are you guys doing? What are you doing over the next two and a half weeks, John Dawson? Going to get in a bread line until you get back. <laughs> Seriously, what do you, you? You got? I'm sure you got music stuff to work. I on got here. music stuff going on. We're we're trying to hire press people to promote records and get a distributor. Real press people to have connections <laughs> in the music industry. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel good. I feel so good about myself. You probably should, but that was mean. I know. That was mean-hearted. That have connections in the music industry and, oh, yeah. and with radio, and yeah. we got to get somebody to promote is on TikTok and Spotify and all that garbage. You're gonna do a TikTok? I'm not. We're gonna hire somebody to do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> can't just play it on the radio anymore. You got to play it and make it come out of a speaker the size of a Q-tip. <laughs> so I listen to my music. That's sad. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not even true. I've got my my sweet uh, Apple. You know uh, what do they call it? Uh, where it knocks. You got out a sound. stereo in there. A nice stereo with seven speakers in the ceiling, and uh, that's where you should be listening to your music. Okay. Why do you say we just stopped the birthday game and let's go in there and listen to music for the next 15 minutes? Do we still get paid? Yeah. Ah, fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Wait a minute. Who gets to choose the music? Uh, I do. Ah, uh, never mind. There that. you go. <laughs> Jonathan Massey, what you got on tap for the next 17 days? Well, uh, John had asked me about helping him with some of his music stuff. And uh, I'm going <laughs> to... You're not even biting. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, 
No, I'll probably I go. I just wanted to see where this is going. I'm probably going to go play some golf, honestly. Just, okay. You know. Well, weekend. you get back into the banking industry, and uh, now you're a golfer. Yeah, you take people's money, and you do what you want. I would go play golf with you if you had the patience for me to shoot like 19 on every hole. I think most people play the max as eight on a hole, so it'd be no, I've always played 10 to a hole. Seriously. I probably should because I'm. My drives are pretty good. It's the it's the after the drive and before the putt that's the problem for me. John Daly, of all people, said that um, golfers never talk about what really wins them matches mm-hmm. or, or tournaments. It's 150 yards in. Okay. That's what wins the match. Everybody wants to talk about the drive. The drive doesn't matter. Everybody on the tour can drive. I, you know, honestly. I'm going to stink for a while. Mm-hmm. If, if I break 100 or if I break 90 within my first year back on the golf course, I'll be jacked. I read something, and it was on one of these stupid Facebook things, reels or something, but it said that uh, the chan- your chances of getting struck by lightning, have you seen this, is like 1 in 20 million, okay? Mm-hmm. Your chances of just the average person, not a golfer, but the average person right now walking out on a golf course and shooting a legit 80 or less – is one in like two trillion. Mm-hmm. You have it's like you have a two hundred two hundred percent more chance of getting struck by like something like that than you do of shooting I a legit. Like those eyes, <laughs> John's. Hey, and you're holding like steel iron well, sticks. Well, actually, most of them are graphite. You like now, the you like the priest in Caddyshack. All right. <laughs> Great movie. And he great. was in the Ten Commandments, by the way. And I, I never, I finally figured out that joke. Oh, but you know, in the Ten Commandments, yeah. the lightning. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Okay. okay. Well, uh, Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday. You lead six days to two. This is the final birthday game of the month. It's the final show of the month. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Goeco Office Automation and our good friend Jacques Pasolek, who would never get struck by lightning? Never, ever. Mm. Never, ever, ever. Uh, no. Jock is a man that rides the lightning. He he uh, <laughs> he harnesses that power and he turns it into the lightning rod that is GoEco Office Automation. They are a lightning rod for excellent client service and incredible products like that Canon MF420 copyright over there. So if you want to hop on that boat and ride on to a better tomorrow with your company, you need to give Jock a call at 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or visit his website at goeconc.com. What is goeco.com? Or if you're so inclined, bucklesberry.com. Indeed, and I think uh, someone should do that. We've got three musical hints here today, gentlemen. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you get to go first. Uh, first, can you guess who this is? Well, that's Kenny Rogers, but uh, he's doing a duet with this with this female singer that's coming up. I forgot it was a duet. Donna Fargo. No. Kim Corns. Yeah, it's Kim Corns. Let me pick a better song. I was going to do Betty Davis Eyes, but I feel like I do Betty Davis Eyes every year. Well, just let this one play. Okay, okay. I'm giving you points. Because I was trying. Hold on. God, I love that scratchy. I don't think Mr. Rogers would like what you're doing, Brian. And it'd be so easy. That's a pretty voice. Mm-hmm. Like I've done so many times. Got those toms separated, haven't they? Yeah. Love with a screamer. Cause you'll always take you 
I love when I make Jonathan laugh. It just it, it, it warms. Well, no, that 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 lyric was kind of creepy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, was uh, it Dreamer or Screamer? It's Dreamer, but I said Screamer. <laughs> sure didn't sound like he was saying Screamer. Didn't it? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, he's uh, he's ruined that song for you forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Massey, you know who Kim Carnes is, right? Apparently she's a screamer. And just hold on before we say goodbye. She had a big hit with Betty Davis Eyes in 81, maybe. Yep. yep. 81, I think. I don't know if I, dude, look at you. Yeah, on the album? Oh, I have no clue. Mistaken Identity. Didn't she have a, Did she do First Cut is the Deepest? No, no. That's was that a, Bonnie Tyler? That's Bonnie Tyler. Okay. Well, she's got a scratchy voice, too. Love that. It's a sexy, scratchy voice. All right, too. that's enough. <laughs> Kim Carnes over there, and Jonathan. Brian Massey. was talking about Kenny Rogers, by the way. <laughs> so? <laughs> got to know when to fold them, Brian. Yeah, you do. Um, oh, wait a minute, chorus. You know, we just heard the chorus. Fall in love with a dreamer. Oh, I love you, Kim Carnes. Okay, uh, Jonathan Massey. <laughs> what you got over there? How old today is Kim Carnes? 74. You say 74. What do you say, Dizzle? 75. She was born July 20th, 1945. So she's 78 today. Congratulations over there, uh, Dizzle. And, uh, oh, man, we got another musical hint here. Uh, I'll let you listen to. God, what a sexy well, Does it make you feel weird when the voices of your childhood are, like, on the well into the back now? Yeah, and there's a whole lot of them, aren't they? Not really. Yeah, the other ones are dead. <laughs> This week's long-distance dedication is from Jonathan Massey to the Angel of Death. Well, this is Santana. What's his first name? Carlos. It is not the Carlos Santana that played for the Cleveland Indians nobody's and the thinking about, Indians. Nobody's thinking about that one. Jonathan and I were, weren't you? Because you're pinheads. Actually, when it, when he said Carlos Santana, I started thinking of Rob Thomas. I almost played that song, but I don't oh, like that Oh, God, song. please don't. That's what I thought. Thank you. But you like Carlos Santana, though. I like the Santana band, not Carlos with 9,000 guests. Oh, okay. But this was when before this was they were a band, and then later he just kept the name. Because yeah. it's Black his name. Magic Woman. Which is a Fleetwood Mac cover, but this is an excellent version. Really? Peter Green for Fleetwood Mac wrote Black Magic Woman. Feel free to look. I don't mind if you look that one up. Do you know that? I had no idea. Me I love it. You're knowledgeable. And the end of this song, when they go, the end of this song, when they go into that instrumental jam, that's by Gabor Zabo. Okay. I don't even know what that means. Is that a, <laughs> yeah. is that Sounds English? like a bean. It's Black Magic Woman slash Gypsy Queen. The Gypsy Queen part, part is Gabor Zabo. Who's this singing? This is Greg Raleigh, the original lead singer in Journey. What? Greg Raleigh and Neil Sean, Neil Sean came in on the third Santana album. They had two guitarists, and when they all the band busted up, Greg Raleigh, this singer, and Neil Sean started Journey, and then Steve Perry came in later. Do you know all this? <laughs> he looks very excited about it over there too. Uh, Santana, where does he? Carlos Santana, where does he rank? The original guitarist? Santana. Oh, I don't. Oh no, no, I'm not talking. I don't know. He's 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 in the he's in the circle. I don't okay. know how to rank him. Carlos Santana over there, John Dawson. How old is he today? Today is his birthday. 
78. I see what you did there, but no. How old? He's not 78. How old is he? But that's not a bad guess. <laughs> I didn't mean to just shoot you down there. 77. He was born July 20th, 1947. He's 76. Mm-hmm. Good guess, though. I like what you did there. You thought I was doubling No, I just I... guessed 78. I'd already forgotten the previous one. Damn it. Who got right. Kim Corners? He did. Play Damn. the Fleetwood Mac Black Magic one. I would love to. No! You're already getting a who sang it. But these first three Santana albums, every track is good. There's nothing to skip. Black Magic Woman by Fleetwood Mac. Yep. Who's that singing? Peter Green. Mick Fleetwood's killing those he's drums. Like he's raising his hand yes. over there like he's in a class. So, what was the nationality of, uh, what was his name, Garbanzo Carnitas? Gabor Zabo. Oh, okay. Hungarian. Hungarian. Yes. So, it's not Garbanzo. I didn't say that Garbanzo. that would be a bean. I said Gabor. Zabo. Okay. Zsa This one, Fleetwood Mac, was cool. Whatever, man. I like him here, too. This is fine, but, dude, man, it doesn't get better than Stevie Nicks, man. Please. I like during the cartoons with Bugs Bunny. It's wabbit season. Thinks he's funny, though. Thunder only happens when it's waning. (laughs) This is good. You know what Stevie Nicks thought was funny? Cocaine. I don't know if she thought it was as funny as she thought it was essential. <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh, who, who got Carlos Santana? I did. And it's he one got Kim Carnes, so it's one-to-one. Okay. we got another musician coming up, but it'll be in our dead portion of the show. Next up, uh, I can't wait to, to get your thoughts on this. This is a no conversation for John Dawson, so sorry. You can rest for the next 25 or 30 seconds, okay? I think he's the greatest Washington national of all time. Not going back to the Expos days. I'm talking about the Washington Nationals since Ryan 2005. Zimmerman. I think he's second best. I think Zimmerman's second best. I think this player is the best Washington National of all time. What position did he play? He's a pitcher. Strasburg? I really do. Steven Strasburg. Yes, he was injured many times, and but when we needed him the most in 2019 in the World Series, dude, you know he was 3-0 and in the playoffs and four starts, didn't lose one of his starts, and every one of his starts were in the playoffs, including two in the uh, World Series where he was 2-0 and with like a 1-6-7 ERA, dude. He was important for that season, but I don't think he was the – Really? Yeah, I, I, Zimmerman gave the Nationals the best years of his career when they stunk. Yeah, I know. He is Mr. National to me. I have his jersey. I think the world of him, but I love me some. Strasburg, I'll just Also, always. we saw him hit a walk-off Grand Slam. Yes, we did. Air high five. Okay. Uh, Steven Strasburg over there. Jonathan, how old is he today? Um, 34. You say 34. What do you say, John Dawson? <laughs> Steven Strasburg. You said 34. Yeah. I love that. He... 35. Who, did, who? What was the name of the person I just said? Strasburg. Oh, okay. I should just give it to you, but you know what? You earned it. Because he is 35 today. I couldn't the acting coach, right? You couldn't even. If I had him in a lineup right now, you couldn't pick him out. Wouldn't Strasburg, like the acting coach everybody went to in New York? <laughs> yes. I know. You lead two to one, John Dawson, and mm. it goes to you. She's Tom Brady's ex-wife and baby mama. Marsha she- Brady. <laughs> That's good. 
Uh, she's also had a pretty lucrative modeling career. It's Giselle Bundchen. Bund- Bund- does she do it for you? Because there are times she does, but she's too skinny. She doesn't have any meat on her bones, dude. I like my women to have a little meat on their bones. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to get cut? This is getting cut, isn't it? Not on your life. <laughs> Not on your life. Giselle Bunchen over there. Uh, do you know who we're talking about? Tom sort Brady? of. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Supermodel. I mean, in fact, there were like a, there was a three-year span there where she was a top-earning model. I couldn't in a, figure in out why he wouldn't just want to retire and stay home with her. You know what? Now, this is what you may need to cut. If you need to cut it, you've got my permission, okay? okay? But there's a meme that's out there. It's been out there for years. And it, it says something like, it doesn't matter. And this could go for either sex, so I'm not just saying it about women. But it says, no matter how hot she is, somebody's tired of her. Okay? You're going to have to cut that last word, obviously. I don't believe it. <laughs> But it is. No matter how hot she is, somebody's tired of her. And that is true. And it could be the same thing about a man. I mean, look how hot Jonathan is. But let me tell you, I know several women who got tired of his stuff. I've had, I've had occasion to be off for an entire week a couple of times in the last few months. Home with the wife. I loved it. I wish I could stay home four, four yeah, weeks. Yeah, but you're life. different, though, dude. I mean, I mean that in a good way. I say that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. You and your bride, who have only dated each other in your lives. Well, no, and I had other dates, but nothing yeah. to amount to anything. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, dude, you guys, y'all are a good couple. I mean, I don't you, Jonathan, and this is not a riff. I felt bad during COVID because everybody was miserable. They couldn't go anywhere, and I'm like, I'm in paradise. Hey, I agree with you. I mean, I know how much I love being around Linda. Jonathan? Being around your family. I didn't mean to put you boys in a bad light. I'm just (laughs) telling you how it is. Yeah, sometimes you just need some some you time. Um, I'm not saying that, of course. But my favorite part of COVID, since we brought it up, was just the fact that I could take a week off work because we were working a week on, a week off at the time. Mm -hmm. I'd go on my, my back deck throw a brisket or some ribs or something on the smoker. I think you two have had some of that. Yes. And I would I would drink a case of beer while it was going. That seems a little excessive. <laughs> that is a little excessive, dude. I didn't know where he was going with this, and I was starting to get a little bit worried. I can't speak for you, John Dawson, but uh, he closed it well. There were, there were Anheuser-Busch stockholders saying, my man, <laughs> my take man. it easy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So anyway, Giselle Bunchen. Over there, John Dawson. How old is she today? But don't worry, I was doing it responsibly. I chased it with like a couple shots of uh, bourbon. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you were doing that, uh, I don't know, 46. You say 46. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 45. She was born July the 20th, 1980. So she is 43 today. Yeah. Did, did you just clinch? No. No, it's two, it's two to two. Going into this last one. And it's a musical hint. This is awesome. Let me find it. <laughs> I don't. This is a rock band and a pretty prestigious rock band from the '90s. I just, I'm pretty sure you're not a fan, but we'll see. I like Soundgarden. I, I didn't know. I thought at one time with Soundgarden, I'm, I'm a little more of a greatest hits guy. But there's some deep cuts I like. This guy I almost played Black Hole some, but I think that's one that's just played every time. Yeah, so. I, I like this one. My favorite is. Um, burden in my hand but i really like this one too yeah. you should have said black hole sign just to mess with <laughs> that would have been funny i would have laughed at that this is spoon man mm-hmm. the lead singer chris cornell who uh passed away in 2017 yeah wow. i think it was uh at his own hand yeah uh, but I remember when it happened, uh, we were doing the uh, uh, Down East Wood Ducks, and I played a whole night of, spo- of uh, Soundgarden songs that night. Oh, Not yes. a whole night, but I played like 10 
Soundgarden songs that night. Scared everybody over 40 out of their mind. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. This is a good song. Whose guess is it? Uh, this is for the victory. It's two to two. The last one of the I month. Uh, it is your guess. Chris Cornell, how old would he be today? 52. You say 52. What do you say, Jonathan Dawson? 53. He was born July 20th, 1964. He'd be 59 today. Oh, wow. So congratulations, John Dawson. You get it, even though it doesn't matter, because uh, Jonathan Massey had already ramped up the month. This is Fell on Black Days by Soundgarden. Hey, some great local birthdays, and, well, there's one that I know you know, and I want you to give some love to, Jonathan Massey. Today is Nathan Perry's birthday. Nate the Great, uh, the Nate best dog, best PA guy in Kinston Indians history. He was very good. He was. Good. He was better than me. I got no problem admitting that. But I think I he would even. That. I think he would even admit. Uh, what was uh, the guy did it for years and years? That was at the radio station. I have no idea. I don't think I was there for that one. Gosh, why I know who you're talking about because yeah. I think he did a pretty good Harry Carey impression. He did. He did a great Harry Carey. Why? And I'm so ashamed that I can't remember who it was. But anyway, uh, say happy birthday to Nate the Great. Yeah, happy birthday, Nathan. I'll give your dad the best. In fact, I saw uh, Jimbo a couple weeks back at Spence Automotive, another sponsor of the program. There you go. Love me some Nate Perry. Uh, today is also Barbara Crumbacker's birthday. She works at uh, LCC, and uh, every time I see her, she always asks about Linda. Love her. Do you know her? No. She works out at the Woodman Center, but uh, there you go. Uh, today is also Coach Lawson Contrell's birthday. Everybody calls him Coach K. He's a uh, good dude, very good dude. Happy birthday, Coach K. Uh, today is Gala Vermillion's birthday, Tom Vermillion's wife. The, I have often said the best-looking family in Kinston are the Vermillions, and I will fight you on that, Jonathan Massey. I don't, I don't want to fight about that, Brian. <laughs> right, but, you know what? I saw uh, a couple a couple weeks ago when we came to record, Gayla and Tom were they walk up and down puppy. my Yep, they walk up and down my street out here, uh, Tom and Gayla per, yeah, per million. The value of the house went up while they were in front of it. While they were in front of it, yes, it went up about 12%. And I heard a rumor that it. you were selling and that their hopes were dashed when they didn't <laughs> see a sign in the yard. There you go. Well, I put the sign out there as they're walking in front and hope a seller or buyer comes up at that moment. Uh, but yeah. then when they finish walking by, mm. it goes back down 12%. Are they not a great-looking family? And I mean that. That's not a riff. I mean, I sincerely think Tom and Gayla Vermillion and their entire family, Thomas Vermillion, the beautiful daughters, that is a good-looking family. Well, and, and, and they're good people. They are very they're good people. Salted earth, great people, good people to know. Uh, Downey's Protection Systems. That's who protects my house, John Dawson. Mm-hmm. Tom Vermillion. Okay, uh, today, uh, man, a couple, well, actually the last three are all people in my past life before I came to Kinston. Man, I many sound like I've been reincarnated. But when uh, you were Tanya? <laughs> uh, Jennifer Irwin, they call her Jen now. In fact, I've, she and I did a radio show together in Gastonia or in Dallas, North Carolina, uh, the Blues and Boogie the Blues show. and Boogie. Yep, she was my co-host for that. Or I, I guess you could say I was her co-host, however you want to say it. Well, she was awesome. Uh, happy birthday, Jen. Love you to death. Today is Cliff Merton's birthday. He, uh, you, I think he's still with the Charlotte Observer, but when I uh, covered hockey back in Charlotte for the Gaston Gazette, Cliff Merton's taught me When you a cover lot. it but don't clean it up. That was good. <laughs> and then uh, a guy I went to high school with, David Hallbrook. Today is his birthday, too. Very cool dude that I went to high school with that I'm not sure. I've talked to him since graduation day, but uh, a, a pretty cool guy. One of those things, Facebook, put me back in touch with him. So uh, there you go. Uh, hey, guys, this is it. 
This is it. My last, uh, our, our last hurrah until August the 7th. Anything, last words you'd like to say there, John Dawson? If I get to the bread line before you, Massey, I'll save you a spot in line. <laughs> Thanks, John. Oh, heads up. If Linda tells you, if, if the ship goes down yeah. and she says there's not room on the door, I can assure you there he is. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a Titanic reference. It is. It is. Hey. We'll see you guys in 17 days, mm-hmm. 17 or 18 days. I, I don't even remember. It's going to be August the 7th. Uh, we'll see you then. Have, have a, a great end of July, 1st of August. And uh, we'll see you on uh, the Brian. Ha- we'll see you on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And if you need an Airbnb, talk to Massey and I. We'll rent you um, Hank's place for it there at a discount. Hey, uh, you won July over there, Jonathan Massey. Would you like to give us a B.I.? <coughs> And there you go. Hey, uh, thank you again. Uh, what what a fun show to end out. Uh, number 900, Paul Whittington, Jason Bryant, Brian North. Listen, like I said, I cannot wait. Uh, I, I'll be back on August 7th to have fun while we're gone. Uh, listen, thank you. LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Office Automation, uh, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Rental Parrot Academy. The Kenston Police Department, Chris Hatcher. Hey, have a fun end of the month. We'll see you in 17 days here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.